This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It is 5.08. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn and Sharmila. First up, what is going on with Yoman Airport? Because residents are expressing worries. Yes, so plans have been set in motion to build an international airport on Tioman Island. And this is happening after the talks for this began back in 2004. Uh, there had been suggestions to allow commercial planes to come in to allow for larger tourist arrivals. However, back in 2009, uh, the transport minister at that time, Datuk Sri Ong Tikiat, uh, shut down this idea over concerns for the environment, uh, which, which I mean, admittedly is, is, uh, is a relevant one, but... Now that idea is back on the table. In 2018, the Bajaya Group revived that idea. Uh, they own the largest property on the island. And the project was then subsequently approved in October 2019 by Pahang Menteri Besar Datuk Sri Wan Rosli Wan Ismail's uh, cabinet. Uh, and the project is now undergoing checks at the federal level. So at the moment, Tioman Island has just a small inland airport that can only service light aircraft. Uh, as I think most of us are familiar, the Tioman area was gazetted as a marine park and that affords special protection to wildlife and the environment. But this project would involve reclaiming land that sits in waters that are within the Tioman Marine Park boundaries. And so that marine park status, therefore, would have to change, which is why local residents and environmental activists are voicing concerns that, sure, this might be good for tourism, but what will it mean for the island's natural environment and resources? So that's what we're trying to explore. And after this, we'll be joined by Dr. Serena Abdul-Rahman, visiting fellow from the ICS Yusuf Ishak Institute. Uh, we'd like to hear from you, though. Are you concerned about Tioman becoming overdeveloped? You can call 7733-2900, send a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio. Brainy, fancy material. BFM 89.9. It is 5.10 and you're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn and Sharmila. We're talking today about the Oman Airport and the environmental worries around it, basically. We'd like to hear from you. Are you concerned about the Oman becoming overdeveloped? Call 7733-2900, send a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio. Joining us now is Dr. Serena Abdul-Rahman, Visiting Fellow at IC's Yusuf Ishak Institute. Serena, thanks for speaking with us. So, um, how common a practice is it to build airports on islands and where does it fit into sustainable tourism standards? Well, you know, if the island is is a large one, like Singapore is an island, um, then, you know, airports are necessary. Um, I think when it comes to sustainable tourism, airports sort of counter that. Tioman is quite a big island. Um, but, you know, the need for an airport is really what uh, should be looked at, not the size. Uh, there are airports, well, not really airports, but, you know, facilities where seaplanes can land, for example, in the Maldives, and those are tiny. So really, it is the kind of airport that they're looking at doing. Tioman already has an airport for the small planes. So I guess the question is, is there a need for a large airport that can land bigger planes, 747s, or I don't know what size planes they're looking at? Is it really necessary? Can you not have other ways to get to the island is really the kind of question that we should be asking. 
So a proposal to build an international airport on Theoman was rejected earlier in 2009. And this is because of the magnitude of the environmental impact. Uh, Could you elaborate on the specific concerns that were raised in that assessment? At that time, I think the plan for the airport was a two-kilometre runway um, that came out from the island. Um, And it would also um, encompass, if I remember correctly, blowing up half a hillside um, of this this uh, the low, this bay, right, which already has some resorts on it, and of course local communities living there. Um, so of course the concern is when there is any kind of habitat uh, destruction for something that may not necessarily be needed. Um, there's a big question. So you know, Tioman Island is an attraction because of its natural heritage, because of its pristine forests, because of its underwater beauty. So by building an airport, you are essentially building on that asset, right, and destroying it in the process. So that just didn't make sense. So some of the, the, the concerns that were raised was, you know, the, the habitat that is there that will be lost. So on land, that is the forest um, and the biodiversity that is in that forest. Um, in the waters, of course, there's coral reefs, there's seagrass meadows, there's all kinds of fauna. Um, and then between Gunting and Paya, um, that area where the airport is going to be built, um, you know, there is a lot of fauna, um, a lot of uh, coral reefs and less appreciated is the seagrass, but that is especially important in our marine habitats. Um, and so the other issue is that you're building in a fluid environment, right? It's the sea. So you can't exactly block off uh, the damage that is going to occur in Genting Paya from the other parts of Tioman. So if you're going to be having um, an issue where there might be erosion, for example, because you've blown up half the hillside um, and it rains and then all of that runs off into the water. Or, you know, when you're building an airport or if there's any reclamation, that kind of work will spill over to the rest of the island. So what is the point in building a large airport on an island whose attraction and really, you know, the golden eggs um, that brings people to this island Um, will be damaged as a result of this plan. When there are alternatives, we could reinstate, you know, the large ferries that used to go to Singapore or elsewhere. Um, We could have more of those little plane flights to the airport. Um, We could have more Qatar ferry or blue water ferry services um, to the jetties. And that will still bring people to the island without damaging its habitats. Um, At the same time, you don't really want so many people flooding this island because then it will go beyond its ability to hold people. You'll have not enough water, you'll have not enough electricity. What are you going to do with the sewage and the waste? These are all issues that are already being faced now. Um, And you don't want to exacerbate that by having more people come. So we need to find a balance. And just to be clear, what has been the impact of the tourism industry on Tioman as it stands today? In Tioman, historically, um, whenever there is an overload of people, what happens is you run out of water, right? And that's because water is limited. It's an island. And so what usually happens is the water is directed to the resorts, especially the bigger resorts on the island, um, and the local community does not have water. Um, So I think that's not a very positive balance uh, situation to have. Um, And then there is, of course, the issue of electricity, how is that being uh, created? Is there enough to support all of these tourists coming in? How is the sewage and the waste being taken out? So at the moment, while things have improved in Tioman over the years, um, I think the lack of water 
continues to be a question, as well as, you know, we like to say carrying capacity, but this is an outdated concept. But logically, an island can only take so many people. I think when it comes to the economic greed of capitalism, of wanting more and more people going to a space, um, that then deteriorates the space. So by exhausting the island and demanding more out of it, just because we see the dollar potential, I think we might actually completely destroy what could otherwise have brought in quality tourists um, for higher per capita value. So actually, at the moment, there are only a handful of hotels on the island. Uh, what would be the justification for building an international airport? The line that I always remember being said by a very prominent person was, what is the point of having a beautiful island if people cannot get there easily? To be honest, for the, the traveler that honestly appreciates uh, natural beauty, they would be willing to you know, suffer a little bit to get to the island and they don't necessarily need to fly in. Um, I think for the elite traveler that needs to have it so easy that they just get on a plane and land on the island, perhaps they can take those small, I don't know what they call, but I call them mosquito planes, you know, it's the one with the propellers and they can go in onto Tioman's existing runway. So we're not destroying any more habitat to bring those people in. There is one large resort on the island. There are two other more upmarket resorts on the island tucked away on the other side. The rest of it are smaller resorts. Um, we do need to find a balance as well in terms of who is benefiting from this tourism. Is it really just to feed the higher end resorts which take in mass tourists? And there's only, you know, there's only one on the island that takes in that number of tourists, one or two. And is this plane just going to benefit that resort? And is that why it's being built? Um, you know, the smaller resorts, we should actually encourage people to go to the locally run businesses so that we can make sure that when tourism goes to the island, it benefits the island people. Um, you know, so we should encourage that. And usually those are families, you know, divers, hikers, and that should be the niche that we want to fill. Of course, if people have to go to an island to play golf or live in luxury, then you have one resort, two resorts, um, okay, stay there. But, you know, if we, if we can have a range, but enable other people to also stay at the other resorts, which are not always full, except like the super peak seasons, like a few weeks ago, um, we should do that. And how does one weigh these issues against the potential economic benefits that such development could bring to the area? Well, I think carrying capacities have been done on Tioman like uh, quite a number of times already. The report that was led by Effendi Young Amri of uh, University of Malaya, that was an awesome report. Um, and that was the one that helped to prevent, you know, the permission, giving permission to the to the airport the last time. What needs to be assessed really are the ecosystem services that are provided by these habitats that are going to be destroyed. So usually when, when people come up with a development plan, they're like, oh, this is going to bring so much money to the economy. This is going to bring so much jobs, et cetera, et cetera. But what is not being assessed is the value of the habitats lost, the opportunity cost of not having those habitats, the, the financial costs of having this damage occur. And then during the construction period, the discomfort, the damage to health, the well-being, the people who would otherwise want to go there or be there, but change their mind because there's this huge construction project happening. And then, of course, we all know that sometimes big developments like this benefit very few people, to be honest. If you ask uh, the local community, everybody I've spoken to really does not want this airport. Um, 
So we really need to take into account uh, community views, community financial losses during the construction period, um, ecosystem services losses from the habitat damage that's going to occur uh, during construction, post-construction. Um, when you have a huge airport like that, at the end of the day, uh, the smaller boats, the transport boats, etc., that are sending people to the island will have to, you know, pilot around this construction um, and runway and everything. So that makes things very difficult for the local community in the long term. Um, so if anyone has a small transport business, say taking people by boat from one side of the island to the other, they have to make a big detour around this runway. There will be spaces that they cannot enter they cannot use um, for other traditional purposes. All of that can be given a financial value and then weighed against the purported economic benefits. So Tiuman is gazetted as a marine park. What does that mean? And what bearing does this have on the sorts of developments that can or can't be done there? Yeah, this is the irony, right? So it is a designated marine park, which means uh, there's a bunch of things that you can't do within the marine park limits. You can't, for example, fish unless you go beyond two nautical miles, you should not be able to have development of any kind unless it is for ecotourism, education, research, local community use, etc. So building a huge infrastructure project such as um, the airport does not make sense in that, in that sense, right? But I think in Malaysia, we've seen that we can have the regulations, but we can have other entities override those regulations. In Tioman right now, a lot of the jetties are actually being upgraded, like Taket is upgrading their main jetty. Um, perhaps, you know, one way of reducing the potential cost of building an airport, like maybe we could redirect that money into improving the jetty facilities on the island, improving the sewage and waste collection systems, water processing, perhaps desalination as an additional source of water, and then improving transport by existing means instead of adding something else and spending money. The worst case scenario is that they build this airport, they insist, right? No matter what's been done or what's been proven against it. And then the habitat is so damaged that nobody wants to go there anymore. Then it becomes a white elephant like many other projects that have occurred. And then who incurs the economic loss? Who incurs the cost to the environment? Who suffers that? The local community. Um, because for the long term, then people are not going to want to go in. Big businesses can just pack up and go and build another resort somewhere. But what are the local people going to do? Um, so this really needs to be thought about properly. And clearly it's been rejected before and not on political reasons. It was on an assessment based by a report by super credible scientists based on biological, ecological and economic considerations. Um, you know, objective, real world considerations. So we need to do that again um, with increased extreme weather instances. I don't know if you know, but a few weeks ago, the storm was so bad that one of the resorts, the jetty was completely destroyed. How do we know that this airport that we're building is not at risk of being damaged by increased climate change um, impacts, right? If we're going to have extreme storms, what's going to happen to it during the monsoon? And again, because Tioman is often inaccessible over the monsoon period, are the planes not going to be able to land? Does that mean this airport will only be functionable for seven months in a year? Then it's really a waste of money, taxpayers' money. So it's something that we really need to reconsider for so many reasons. So there are currently regulatory checks being made on the project, which has already been approved. What does that mean? And I guess the main question here is, is it too late? Yeah, so things get approved 
often we don't know why or how. I think it's not too late. As long as they haven't put anything in the ground, it's it's not too late if there's enough uh, movement against it. Unfortunately, you know, in Malaysia, a lot of these things are political. Um, so it could be a political decision um, and we require another political decision to reverse it. Clearly, this project is not environmentally sustainable or friendly in any way. It might be economically viable in projections, but if the habitat is damaged and people don't see any value in going back to the island, then there'll be no point, right? It's just like how Langkawi is so built up, but then Langkawi is so much bigger, so they could create other attractions um, for people to go to. But look at the state of the water around Langkawi. It's not as blue or clean as it used to be or as Tioman is now. And we really don't want to have the same issues arise on this island, which for now is still quite pristine. I think with political will, it can be reversed, but it needs to have political will. And I think our country at this at this minute is going through lots of other political turmoil. So we'll have to see what happens. Serena, thanks for speaking with us. That was Dr. Serena Abdurrahman, Visiting Fellow at IC's Yusuf Ishak Institute, weighing in on the environmental concerns around the construction of Tioman Airport. Uh, currently, the, the airport that exists on Tioman is only, is tiny, right? Um, and is only for light carrier planes that could change. So we're asking you, are you concerned about Tioman becoming overdeveloped? Call double seven double three two nine hundred. Send a voice note or WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine and tweet us at BFM Radio. We have some messages. Let's start with this from Manit, who says. I'm very concerned. We'll be destroying the very thing that's a source of attraction for Tioman. Perhentian Island doesn't have an airport and the destruction of the coral reef there is phenomenal. We don't have good enforcement. The environment will suffer. And see, this thing comes up every time we talk about developing islands or other natural spots that also attract tourists, right? The fact that um, the tourism thrives on it being an unspoiled, beautiful place for people to go and enjoy nature. Uh, I cannot brain how then doing away with that is the thing that we see as attracting more tourists. So it's also worth, uh, I think, pointing out that when we're talking about nature and the need for nature to recover from man-made issues, it's years, it's decades. Mm. And so um, when we... When we point out, for example, that the corals or the waters, which are the very reason people visit the Oman, are in some cases already being very badly degraded... Um, it's not as it's not as simple as it's okay. We can slow things down, and then maybe it'll recover, or we can close the island for a bit. In which case, um, Serena's point also about the airport being a waste of money comes into play. You know, there there mm. are all these things that factor in when you talk about how slow and how long recovery can take. Um, Owen says, "I hundred percent agree with your guest about the Oman. No need for a new airport." Besides the fact that this was a project that actually was taken off the table exactly because they had um, enough evidence to say it was going to be environmentally very damaging. We also have uh, Bojack Horseman who says it's a dumb idea to build an airport. The environmental damage done to the island by mass tourism is already irreversible. They messed up the corals there so badly. Which is exactly the point, right? And that it, that word irreversible is actually a very damning one and, and quite a frightening one, especially when you're talking about 
a place that relies on this exact thing to bring people there. Uh, Rosalind is making a sort of separate point saying exactly about creating more jobs and opportunity for local communities in and around Tioman. Uh, look at the Sky Mirror and Blue Tier Bagandato. Uh, it's uplifting to see the local community, even the youths, very involved there and how the entire local community benefits. Even travelling along the way, we can savour the scenes and food. You know what, Rosalind? I mean, I think the thing to take away from your message, at least for me, is that there are other ways to uh, increase what tourism in Tioman can do. An airport doesn't necessarily have to be uh, the only concern. So, we want to hear from you. Are you worried about Tioman becoming overdeveloped? We've been talking about this in light of... um, the possible construction of an airport on the island. You can call double seven double three two nine hundred. Send us a voice note or WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. Tweet us at BFM Radio. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM eighty nine point nine, the Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.